Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I first want to address a little bit about how I have topics or how I come up with various topics that I share on the podcast and also write about and where I get my ideas. Really, my ideas come with interactions or come from interactions with people in the real world. This is students, clients, or just interacting and networking with people and hearing about the various types of misinformation that is out there or questions people may have about eating in the real world. Now, today's topic is how we are no longer living among the pyramids. And this is based on interactions with people I have all the time. Recently, I recalled a day way back in June of 2011, almost 11 years ago as I'm recording this. And on this day, the whole bunch of nutrition nerds, including registered dietitians, nutrition students, and other public health professionals gathered around their respective computers. We were still on computers only, not on our phones or tablets yet. And we were watching a live stream of the U.S. Department of Agriculture announcing the new food icon. 
And again, in 2011, a live stream was still a pretty significant undertaking. So it was basically watching on our computer this big announcement happening. At that point in 2011, for nearly 20 years, we had lived in the land of the pyramid, the food guide pyramid. The original black background food guide pyramid was released in 1992. And that's the one most people are familiar with. The black background and in the different respective sections are little graphics of different forms of food in the various food groups. And then in 2005, a different pyramid came out, which was very colorful, rainbow, called My Pyramid that really not a lot of people understood what the message was because it was just colors set to represent various food groups, but no graphics included within those colors. But neither of these food icons to help people with healthier eating was obvious to consumers and what all these things meant. Now, today in 2022, I still hear people talking about the food pyramid. And while I don't expect most people in the public were watching back in 2011 to the reveal of the new food icon, I would have hoped that after more than a decade, some people would have realized we're not using the pyramid. And I even hear health professionals still referencing the pyramid as if we're still using it today. We need to move on. The new food icon that was released in 2011 was the My Plate. And that plate was not so much a surprise and understanding how to use it, but more a significant relief. The food icon was a plate. This was something every single American could understand. No more confusing pyramids or triangles with these lines and colors, but an icon that a child could understand. I remember that very same day the plate was released and the icon and what it looked like. My son called me and he knew exactly which food group he didn't have for breakfast that day. He had commented that, oh, I see what I missed for breakfast. What food group was missing? So no more pyramids or triangles. Like I said, a child could understand it. Some professionals presented the plate in kindergarten classes and kids were able to fully understand what different foods belonged in the various food groups. You see, for years before the My Plate icon was released in 2011, a lot of us dietitians and people who are diabetes educators used the plate method in helping to teach balanced eating and meals. So it wasn't just for diabetes education, although that was primarily what it was used for, but I used it with clients and showed students how they can find or make a balanced plate. And you could ask any of them about Shelly trying to draw a circle on a piece of paper and show them, and not one of my circles was an actual circle. So this was something that was pretty remarkable when the plate icon came out, that people could look at it and know what they were missing or what they could do to balance out their foods. Now, 
If you haven't seen the plate, certainly just look up myplate.gov and you can see the icon. Um, I see it all the time, but however, uh, a lot of people may not be paying attention to this and may not have realized it's been out there all this time. But the gist of the plate is this. If you have a plate, visualize your meal or your plate where one quarter of it should be from the protein food group. Now, I've talked in past episodes about protein is both a nutrient and a food group. You get protein in all foods, but we have one of the food groups is now listed as protein. And that's the section, as I've said in previous episodes of the podcast, that does include meat, poultry, fish, and eggs, but it also includes things like beans, tofu, and nuts. What the plate doesn't explain, which we don't expect it to do everything, is that we want to have those foods prepared in a healthful way. So fried chicken, not so much. Baked or broiled or pan-cooked chicken, that's fine. So again, we don't have preparation methods listed on the plate, and we don't expect it to. Another quarter of your meal should be whole grains or your starchy vegetables. This would be whole grain pasta, brown rice, whole wheat rolls or bread, and even the baked potato. And all grains can fit here, and people get say they can't eat gluten, which is fine, but not all grains contain gluten. In fact, most don't. Only three grains contain gluten. And only one quarter of the meal is designated in the grain group. And then one half of your plate should be a variety of vegetables and fruit. If you look at the My Plate icon, it's a quarter fruit, a quarter vegetables. But it, I tell people, just make half your plate, half your meal, be a combination of fruits and vegetables. Half your meal. You're going to get plenty of protein. You're going to be fine, even if you're including plenty of fruits and vegetables in your meal. And then off to the side of the plate is a serving of dairy or dairy alternatives. And this is not just milk. It can be yogurt. It can be cheese. And when I say dairy and dairy alternatives, this is cow's milk or soy milk. Because as I've mentioned in the past as well, and I'll link in the show notes, a lot of these other, quote, milks don't quite fit here because they are not nutritionally equivalent. They don't have the same protein or same quality of protein as cow's milk or soy milk. And they're missing a lot of the nutrients these, uh, the milk and soy milk would have. But what I tell people is the cool thing about teaching the plate method and helping people with healthier eating choices, this works for dining out as well. So I tell people again, when they go out to eat, visualize the plate. For example, if you're at a sit-down restaurant and they bring you bread or chips, there's your grain or the starch. And if your grains aren't whole grain every time, we do recommend they do be, they are whole grains at least half the time. And then if you're at a restaurant and you get your salad, there's some veggies there. And when you order your main course, you're going to get plenty of protein, 
because that's the typical American way. And that's usually enough for three or four servings. So I tell people, take some home, but that's a whole other topic. Is when you order your side now, so you get your, you had your bread or chips, perhaps, you had a salad, perhaps, you have your protein and the main course, what do you order for your side? If you think about your plate icon, getting the rice or the potato is certainly an option, but if you haven't gotten enough of your veggies yet, go ahead and order the vegetables. Now, I also recognize when we go out to eat, for a lot of people, it is a treat and they're not going to worry about this, which is fine. But when people eat out a lot, I tell people we still got to find some balance there. Now, in the restaurant example I was using, um, we may not get the dairy. So I jokingly say, we'll order the cheesecake or the creme brulee for dessert. No, that isn't really a dairy option. And even if you got a fruit pie or something for dessert that had fruit in it or bread pudding, just think of dessert. It doesn't fit on the plate. It's dessert. Okay. I always tell people, you know, think about the plate icon with your meals and then make choices with that in mind. And it'll help you get the fruits and veggies that most of us do need to consume more. When I'm making dinner, I can just, while I'm making dinner, I realize I may be missing a food group or I need to get more veggies so I can add some more with the meal. Now, please don't think that the My Plate food icon is perfect. There's a lot of things that are missing or aren't fully explained by just looking at a picture. But just keep in mind, this can be a start to making healthier choices. Yes, there's healthier ways to cook or prepare things. There's things that we may get too much of or say, hey, that bread pudding for dessert, where does that go? Not everything will fit perfectly. Not everything goes in perfectly into the various food groups. But it helps to get started in this area. So keep that in mind. And I did jokingly say, way back in 2011, people would best understand if the food icon was a fast food to-go bag, because that's what people tend to use most often, at least the people I often interact with. So if we have our foods on plates instead of wrappers and bags, and also remember, push that a plate away more often. We don't have to have those gigantic servings we would all be better off. I will provide a link in the show notes to where you can take a look at a copy of the My Plate food icon if you have not seen it. Again, it isn't perfect, but it's certainly something that helps people get started with finding balance and healthier eating. You all have a great week. That's real world nutrition for now. You all take care. I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition.
Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.